This is the Pretzel Podcast, as seen in AV Club, Hot Pod, and Milwaukee Magazine. Travel with us now to the Pretzel News Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to a very special episode of the Pretzel Podcast. I'm Michelle Maternowski. And I'm Mitch Tyke. It's like a Pretzel Podcast after-school special. Uh, we are two big fans of all things pretzel, bringing you our own special blend of pretzel news, flavor, and personality. That's right, Mitch, because not only have we sampled some really unique pretzels from around the country... And not only have we traveled to places near and far to get these stories about these pretzels, but we've talked to some really amazing people. Right. We we talked to Brad Smith, the keeper of the Tell City pretzel tradition in Indiana. You remember him? Yeah. There was Katarina Regula, the master pretzel chef in Germany. Where else? Who else? She sounds so fancy. <laughs> uh, we visited Matt and Katie Wessel, who built the Milwaukee Pretzel Company from the ground up. But today, we are going to talk with pretzel royalty. I don't know if there's a bigger pretzel celebrity than who we have on the show today. Uh, back in the day, it would have been Mr. Salty, but... Um, uh, or I was thinking like Auntie Anne maybe oh, could right, be another right. one, but this, I don't know, we're, we're both pretty pumped for it. Um, so if you go back to episode that we produced in May, which was episode nine, our most favorite pretzels, we both talked about our love for a pretzel made in what we might call the Upper Plains or the Upper Midwest or just North Dakota, um, <laughs> Dot's Homestyle Pretzels. You actually put Dot's Pretzels on my radar. Because, You're welcome. Thank you. You brought them back from a wedding in South Dakota. Thank you, Betsy and Tony, for introducing <laughs> us to um, the pretzels as, as well as you know getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so the last census report showed that Velva, North Dakota, was home to 1,084 residents it was the birthplace of the famous newscaster Eric Severide, who might be a little before your time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but more importantly, for this podcast anyway, it is the home of Dorothy Dot Henke, who coincidentally uh, is the founder of Dot's Homestyle Pretzels. She is Dot. What was the deal with these pretzels? Why, why are they so good? That is, it's like a combination of the buttery, garlicky... The shape, like ever, all the elements coming together to make this perfect snack. <laughs> right, it's one of those things that if you try to explain it, it loses something. Right, it, just it's like what makes a joke it. funny. And then you have one, or you share one with someone, and then they're like, "These are really good." And like, <laughs> I know. Nobody, nobody talks about eating one dots pretzel. People talk about eating one bag of dots pretzels. Yeah, they're they're dangerous, especially in like a, a road trip. Because you just keep eating them. They may have usurped combos as my road trip pretzel of I choice. I would hope so. <laughs> I should not even... We're not going to get into the combos <laughs> debate again, are we? <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> so the idea of talking with Dot Henke for the Pretzel Podcast has been on our bucket list for a long time. And unfortunately, we were not able to finagle a trip out to Velva, North Dakota. One day, one day. But we were, at long last, able to set up a time to chat with Dot by phone from North Dakota. And by we, I mean I. I know. You keep saying we. <laughs> I was not a part of this. Um, so uh, hosting the Pretzel Podcast is not my full-time job. <laughs> nor, nor is it mine, I should point out. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am managing editor at... WUW on Milwaukee's NPR station, and 
um, part of that is I oversee digital at the station, and I had some some visitors from NPR <laughs> on that day to talk about digital strategy. So that kind of one out. Hard but to I was... duck out of that to say, hey, I have to talk to this lady that makes pretzels. <laughs> but I was with Mitch in spirit and heartbroken <laughs> that I couldn't talk to her myself. So it was a pretty remarkable story she told of how the company has grown from basically being her hobby to now it has plants in three states and distributes pretzels all over this land of ours. Uh, and she told that story so well that for this episode of the Pretzel Podcast, we're turning the whole thing over to it. We're going to spend a full half hour with her. Dot Hanky, welcome to the Pretzel Podcast. Ah, no problem at all. It's always a pleasure. So before there was a company and a product with your name on the label, where did this all start for you? What, what got you started making seasoned pretzels? Well, I started off um, just doing it for family. And um, when I was down in Arizona, what happened there was I made some packages up for somebody to, she was in advertising there, mm-hmm. uh, to give away as presents. You know, and she was from North Dakota and stuff originally, <laughs> and she just thought it'd be something fun to do. So we kind of made these fun little packages and, you know, the little red bows and all that kind of good <laughs> stuff for Christmas. And um, her phone was ringing off the hook after that. And so then after that, I wasn't 100% sold. Um, we decided to go to some flag football games up in Peoria, Arizona. And um, it was well taken. Well, we took it back to North Dakota then, because, you know, the farming, you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Um, We came back, and I did up enough packages, got enough going, that I could go to one of the Pride of Dakota shows. And... um, That's like a a trade show for... uh, Like like a trade show for North Dakota, yeah. That the state um, sponsors... Uh, small business entrepreneurs. I mean, that's what they do. They do a wonderful job at it. And I went to one of their shows, and it happened to be out in Williston, North Dakota. And um, from that, that really showed us how much the product was loved. We did a lot of sample tasting, testing at that. We sold quite a few bags, but that wasn't even it. It was, you know, people would try it, and turn around like, what the heck did I just put in my mouth, you know? (laughs) And uh, it it was so fun to watch the expressions of people. I Uh, bet. It was just, it was absolutely uh, fascinating. And my husband happened to go paddle fishing, and he got his paddle fish, and he came, and then he just sat there and watched (laughs) just to see what the reactions were. And he was kind of taking a toll of, you know, how many people, you know, they walked away and then actually came, took out money and paid for a bag. From there, he just says, oh, my God, we got something here, Dot. We got something here. And uh, so I got going, um, worked on getting uh, a commercial kitchen. But during that time frame, that was during the time of the oil boom. Mm-hmm. Um, time during um, the flood of Minot. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was hard to get a place. So my friendly grocer in Belva, North Dakota, let me rent his bakery in between. His baking time, I came in so that I could get going on um, developing this. 
And then from there, what my husband and I sat down and um, decided, okay, to get the product out, what are we going to do? So what we did was we took the Senexes, um, that's gas station, convenience store, mm-hmm. and we sent out sample boxes of what I had to sell, sent sample bags along so they could test it, and I followed it up with phone calls. You taught yourself marketing. Yep. And, you know, from there, between doing the Senexes in North Dakota and between doing the Pride of Dakota shows that were like in Grand Fork, Fargo, Minot, at that time it was Dickinson, and we'd had done the Williston show, we went to all of those shows and really um, sampled to clients, you know, the customers going through these shows. And I went to, it was called the big one. Um, That's something that's quite popular too in North Dakota. Mm -hmm. And I went to those and, you know, just getting the product out and word of mouth was gold. And, you know, that Pride of Dakota sticker is just, you know, it's really a big deal. People see that and they know that it's small businesses trying to do something that they love to do. You know, they, they're they creative on all their projects that they do. And, uh, you know, it's just a wonderful uh, thing for people to um, show the talents that they have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it makes it something that, that people want to support. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah, people will give all products. Now, I don't know if all, I don't think all states have that, but it is something definitely to look into. Where did that original recipe come from? Was this something that you concocted on your own, or have you adapted something that you've known for years, or, or where did it start? Um, it was, a, uh, I had gone to a wedding, and there was a recipe. They had it on, you know, the corn checks, yeah, the rye, yeah. the peanuts, and um, they had pretzels in there, too. And I, I took that, and um, I thought it was way too hot. What can I say? I'm not a spicy gal. <laughs> and um, I I took that and I just kept tweaking it till I got what I wanted. I and you know, it hasn't just been that product. I've done it on a lot of recipes. My cookbooks look like they're they're all scratched. <laughs> I changed for this or I changed for that. And I don't cook a whole lot with recipes either. I you know, it's um, I guess that's the way my mom taught me and my grandma taught me. You just kind of go a little of this and a little of that, and keep throwing it together till it tastes okay. I imagine when you when you started, you were you know you were going down to the store and you were buying pretzels at the grocery store and adding your seasoning to them. Okay, what I did was <laughs> this is kind of a cute story. Down in Arizona, what I did down there is my husband and I had a route for Big Lots, and I don't know if you've heard of Big Lots. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we had this um, route that we did. We hit up about, oh, I think it was 15 different stores. <laughs> and they all got in their product on certain days. And, you know, we just did a run on one day. We would take the time and get as many pretzels as we could that they had out of the product. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but, you know, and... uh then here, I used to go, Menards had them oh, yeah. in North Dakota. And uh, so I would buy as many bags and 
that I needed, you know, to do what I needed to, till I could, I got a hold of the supplier and then they started sending me some cases. Then I went to pallets and, you know, um, <laughs> here we go. So you are so, not, are you now making your own pretzels or uh, no, are you still getting them sourced from? We're, we're still buying them out of Indiana. And uh, yeah, we just, I think they like us. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it that way. I think they do. Well, and I imagine you, but you, you have some, some pretty specific needs from the pretzels that you get. I mean, they, these do not look or necessarily uh, feel like just any other pretzel. They have, uh, they have a distinctive shape to them that works well. Right. They, they're called the butter spinzel is what they are. And um, that's exactly what they are. That's the name of them. They're a butter spinzel that they specifically do. And they, it works for me. It has that buttery, and you want that buttery, of course, mm-hmm. taste, because that's what makes them yummy. For all the the great feedback that you got when you went to the Pride of Dakota show and uh, and you sold your you had your pretzels at flag football games and you sent them out to Senex and other places, it still had to be a pretty big leap of faith when you said, "Hey, I, I'm going to start this company and make this my my profession." It was, but I tell you, you know, it took a lot of willpower. I was devoted. I was. I spent, uh, it was my life for a while. Well, it still is. But I mean, <laughs> I worked long hours on trying to make this happen. Um, and I, I did a lot. Yeah, you, you sound like someone who does not go into things half-heartedly. No. You got to know me to love me, I guess, in that respect. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't give up very easily. You know, I had to learn a lot. I mean, I, I was not in the food business. I had been in finances, which helped also. I mean, there is no doubt about that. I did a lot of cold calling um, in my finance um, career. Uh, so I wasn't afraid of getting on the phone call and um, calling people. I was not afraid of doing that. You know, you can be pretty shy and stuff, but that was a part of my life. You know, I did a lot of that. So... It was all good. You take a lot of the experience was what I did before as a career. You still apply a lot of that to what I did do, um, just in a different way. But I did not know the food business then. I learned. I made a lot of errors, but I also learned off of the errors. And as long as, you know, like I tell my employees, as long as you learn off of making an error, we've gained. You're that much stronger. You're that much more valuable because, you know, we all have to admit that we make errors and you learn off of them. Well, so what was the hardest but, part of the food business to learn? Um, a lot. How to distribute, how to um, get the clients, how, how do you do it without a sales force? How do you do everything? You know, how do you put labels on your bags? all the rules and regulations that um, the FDA has, you, even your own um, food district that um, in your own county. I mean, what all the rules and regulations that there are. You know, you just can't open up and do it out of your kitchen. 
I mean, you have to have a commercial kitchen. You, there's a lot of rules and regulations to abide by. Now, I, I gather you have moved out of the uh, out of the grocery store uh, bakery at this point, and you have right. you have plants in a in several places around the country. Right, we um, got a building going in Belva, North Dakota, so that's very functional. We set up a plant in Arizona, and we also have a plant in Kansas. And this makes it, I'm assuming, easier to distribute Dots pretzels to Correct. you know various parts of the country. Correct. Exactly. And, you know, there's all different rules that every state has. And, you know, you have to do your homework before you do. Well, and, and so you were telling us about, uh, you know, sort of cold calling uh, places like Cenex stores. Um, since then, I mean, I still I don't remember seeing a Dots pretzel commercial during the Super Bowl. So is it still truly a, a <laughs> is it still truly a word of mouth success story to, to find? I know I, I heard from uh, my dad in Maryland that he saw Dots pretzels at his hardware store there. Um, how, how have you gotten the word out to these far flung places? You know, it's word of mouth. Uh, it really, truly is. People see the small town of Belvin, North Dakota. I, I just truly um, swear to God by this. They see that small town, and they just feel, wow, that person has done one heck of a job, you know, has gone out and, you know, uh, got something, worked for it. I mean, it wasn't all just easy, easy. I've done a lot of trade shows and stuff, and they're hard work. They're fun, but they're also hard work. And, I mean, a small town, it just seems like that small town, people just thrive off that. And it's wonderful that they do. You know, it didn't happen just overnight. Um, it was something that had no flipping idea that I was ever going to do anything like this in my life. I mean, I retired to help my husband farm. And here this came up, and so we just kind of, eh, why not, you know? I'm going to be bored, so we just took the chance. And, I mean, golly, what if I went to taking that chance? Wouldn't that have been a shame, you know? And it could have failed. Um, I got lucky. I had a lot of people that believed me. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to bring up Ace. And you're talking about Ace Hardware. Um, I had a Kevin there, sales rep, that just thought it was the best thing ever. And, I mean, he promoted me big at all his different sales meetings. And a lot of other people have done the same thing, not just Ace. And I hate just putting out one specific um, place because that's not the way to do that. But, you know, there's a lot of people that took a big chance on me, and it was all so wonderful. They took a chance. Because, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of products out there that people say, oh, this is the best thing ever, and da-da-da. And is it really? You know, you they bring them in, and they sit there, you know? With dots, I just, I, I just feel so, so fortunate that a lot of people supported me. Since you're a fan of the Pretzel Podcast... Why don't you share some pretzel karma by visiting the iTunes store and leaving us a review? Or send us your feedback. You can reach us on social media at Pretzel Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Or send us an email at pretzelpodcast at gmail.com.
Let's get back to the special pretzel podcast interview with Dot Hinky, the founder of Dot's Homestyle Pretzels. Dot's seasoned pretzels are now made in Arizona, Kansas, and in the little town of Velva, North Dakota, where Dot founded the company in 2012. What do you think Dot's Pretzels means to Velva, North Dakota today? Uh, I'm hoping they think it's the best thing that ever happened to them. You know, because um, we have supported Velva. I mean, we're a small, small community. Um, great people there. My two boys went to school there, graduated from there. Uh, I, I can say, you know, like the grocery store, I mean, thank you for giving me this chance because it was tough to find a commercial kitchen. And especially, you know, just doing, uh, I'm going to just say six cases at one time. And he took that, you know, let me come in there, disrupt his place, really, you know, to give me a chance. And I mean, it's just wonderful. And the people in Velva, I mean, they, they're supporting me all the time because, I mean, they believed in me and bought the product, you know, gave me that encouragement. And so I don't know how many years ago it was when you made these first batches of pretzels and, you know, for uh, the advertising firm down in Arizona and the Flag Football League. We started in 2012. Oh, okay. So really, I mean, really, it's not, in, in the grand scheme of things, not that long ago. But No. So if I eat a Dots pretzel or an entire bag, as it is easy to do uh, today, how similar is that recipe to what you were making on your own back when you started? When I, oh God, when I first started, they were much, much spicier, much, much. And I toned them down a lot. And I mean, it took me a while, you know, to get it that I wanted it to be for my young nieces and nephews as long and older people. And to get that variation for little kids and older people to like, and the middle class to all like your product, it's, it's tough. Because some always say, oh, it's just too much of that, too much of this, too, you know. But this one here seems to just kind of be right in the smack middle. Yeah, there's people that want them spicier, but yet there, it still intrigues them enough to still want. Are there are there pressures on you to expand your range of products, or are you pretty adamant that that the dots pretzels that we get today? I know you also just sell the seasoning, but is it likely that the dots pretzels we get today are are going to be the dots pretzels we always get? At some point, I think we're going to try another product, but I I definitely wanted just as unique as this one. And that might take me a little bit longer. But I am, you know, that is something that I enjoy doing, going in the kitchen and just forgetting about the rest of the world <laughs> and just doing that kind of stuff. So, yeah. No big announcement to make just yet, though. Not yet. Well, it's a, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, I think about, you know, it's like somebody who works for, you know, 10 or 15 years to write their first book and it becomes a bestseller. And then people say, OK, what's the next book you have? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I know people think, you know, uh, it would be good, and I think it will be good. Um, but I, like I say, when I come out with it, I want it to be just as unique as what the first one was. And I don't know if I'll ever come up with it. 
but I'm hoping to. I, I hope you do, too. I think a lot of us do. Yeah. I think it'll be good. So I'm working on it. That's I, all I can say. I'm working on it. <laughs> well, and I, and I hope we'll keep in touch for that reason alone. Yeah. I'll have to let you know when that first bag goes out, right? Absolutely. I, I hope Maybe you'll I think of us. I have to use you as my taste tester. I, See if you think is is that unique. I would take that responsibility very seriously. Huh. I'll have to consider that. <laughs> Um, so when you, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many of your own pretzels you eat in a given day. Do you ever worry about taking a bite of Dot's pretzels and saying, "Oh my God, how many of these have I had?" <laughs> oh, I've had too many, and it's really bad. You know, <laughs> it is because we always have a bag in our car if we go any place. Always have a bag in the car, and you know, even if I'm sitting down. And I can be at the plant all day long sampling, of course. <laughs> and I'll come home and I'll sit down and I'll think, God, it'd be nice to have a couple. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you'd think that you'd get tired of them, but I haven't yet. Well, that's probably. And I can't imagine how many I've had because that would not be a good thing. <laughs> but that's probably the best advertisement you could you could imagine that if the person that is making these hasn't gotten tired of them yet, the rest of us can't either. And that's good. <laughs> I, I'm curious, as somebody who is now a pretzel entrepreneur, do you ever eat other companies' pretzels? I mean, either to, to sample the competition or just to uh, just because you like a, a non-season pretzel now and then? Well, of course, my competition, I have to, just to make sure that I don't think they have something better than me. <laughs> and uh, for the other pretzels, you know, I never really was a real pretzel fan. The pretzels that I like are the ones, the dough ones that you dip in cheese, <laughs> them bigger ones. Right, the Bavarian now, big uh, soft pretzels. Yeah, I like those. But for other pretzels, not so much. It's really Dots like pretzels like or nothing. At Christmas time, you know, the, when you dip them in almond bark, I, I would do that. But other than that, not really. So it really is Dots pretzels or nothing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, talk about some of the feedback you've gotten or the, you know, what do you think is the most amazing part of this whole journey for you? i tell you what, when I get stories or comments on Facebook or just an email that come through and they tell the story of what's happened or... Um, I was just at the NDSU game, and we were um, tailgating there. And I I brought along um, sample bags of Dots Pretzels <laughs> just to pass out, just to say thank you. And uh, listening to people, their reactions are so doggone rewarding. Have you have um, you have you been to places and people found out who you are and they and they were excited to learn that you were Dot of oh, Dots Pretzels? Uh, yeah. When I was at the game this last weekend on Saturday, I don't know how many pictures we took, <laughs> but it's just fun, you know. Um, that's what makes, you know, when you, you work them 80, 90 hours some weeks because there's just things to get accomplished, and you, you get that kind of, I mean, the expressions on their faces are just so, I, I don't know what other word to say, but rewarding. It makes it all worthwhile. 
It really, truly does. Well, speaking as someone who eats a lot of pretzels in the course of doing this podcast, uh, I will say I don't know that I've met anyone who has tried one of your pretzels that hasn't walked away thinking that they are the most addictive things they've ever had. Not a word, but it's a good word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You probably don't want to use the term addicted too much, but... Uh, uh, but they're really not on the package. That's for doggone sure. <laughs> <laughs> but they are wonderful pretzels, I have to say. And I am so grateful to have uh, gotten a chance to chat with you because uh, I think uh, you have a story that uh, that is definitely one worth sharing. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's 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 been a whirlwind, but it's also you know it's been very challenging. It's been rewarding. It's been. I should write a book. Of all the different things that have happened, it would be, I should start writing them down because you know what, as you keep getting older, you keep forgetting just a little bit more. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's been very enlightening for both me and my husband. And we call my husband Mr. Dot, which <laughs> is, uh, you know, that, that name just kind of stuck and he just kind of smiles when I say it to him, you know, here's Mr. Dot. Um, but, um, He's proud, and he's very involved. He, he's getting more and more involved. He, he listens, to, listens to me a lot, and it's very, very good. Yeah, it sounds like... He, he's taken a, a, an interest in this. At first, I don't think he did quite as much as he is right now. He's proud. How's that? It's, I guess that's the best thing I can say. It sounds like he's encouraging, too. Yes. Yeah, he stands behind me. I ask him, just like what we did with farming... He'd ask me my opinion. Sometimes I didn't have a very good opinion because, <laughs> you know, but um, we always ran everything by each other. And I guess we have done that pretty much through the whole thing. When I get stumped or can't figure something out, we talk it out and, you know, make the best decision we can. They're not, well, as you know, in life, you don't always make the right choices. It's always if you can... Um, make the one that you feel is the best at that time, and sometimes you fail. And, you know, as long as you learn, like I say, uh, uh, I say that to employees all the time, you know, they're going to, everybody is human. We all make errors, and we learn off of those errors. And as long as we do, it's great. And without the employees, uh, there is no way that I could do what I'm doing. I And I have such a wonderful workforce. They make the the Dots Pretzel team, I'll tell you. That's all I can say. How many employees do you have at this point? We probably got about 160-some right now. Wow. And, uh, you know, they're all awesome, you know, all in their own way. I'll put it that way. They're all pretty special. Um, Everybody's unique. And uh, they just seem to really, truly, the majority truly enjoy what they're doing. They're proud of what they're doing what they have accomplished because they some of them have been with me for quite a while and they know how it was when it started and how it's grown now you know it's pretty remarkable and they love being a part of it of the dots pretzels team that uh they hear things out there about dots pretzels how wonderful what great tasting they are well they're a part of that you know and uh i try to make yeah you know you truly try to make them feel that, I mean, they're the ones that are doing it, you know? Because I can't do all the baking now. I can't do all this packaging. I can't do everything now like I used to do. I used to do it all. 
But as you grow, you have to let go, and they're doing it. So they're doing a great job because people aren't complaining. <laughs> so that means they're doing it right. So they're, you know, just a big part of the team. Was it hard for you to step back and say, we really need a big team to, to be able to well, keep up with demand? you don't know me very well. <laughs> you don't know me very well. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I, I've been, you know, they go, you got to step back. You just got to step back. And I have stepped back a lot. I had to. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. And like I say, um, I have a great team. I really... I picked out good people. Do, do you still farm? Does Does your husband still have the farm? Yes. He he um, retired, but I don't know if you call that retirement when you're out there all the time. Anyway, my son took over, <laughs> and uh, you know how that went from there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there at least a bag of Dots pretzels in the tractor? Oh, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Uh, but listen, uh, Dot Henke, Dorothy Henke, uh, thank you so much. It's really been a delight to chat with you. And I'm going to have to go diddle. Same uh, back at you. I uh, much appreciated, and honestly, uh, I hope we get a chance to meet down the road. I hope so, too. So, Michelle, that was Dot Henke, and uh, I, I'm, act- I'm really sorry that you did not get a chance to talk with her. I, okay. hope, I hope your meeting For- was good. <laughs> thank you. For this um, occasion, I'm going to open up a a bag of dots and start eating them and <laughs> quietly crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm reaching over to get some too. They're just as good as I had remembered. Oh my God. Thank you, Dot, for coming up with that. It takes about a microsecond creation. to remember how good they are. Once it, it hits your, your, your <laughs> lips. <laughs> um, she She's great. She kind of reminds me of my mom because my mom says you know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you can just tell, like, she's just such, she's from such a small town and yet has grown this company that, I don't know, everyone who tries the pretzels love them. It's, it's just kind of an amazing story. The the pretzels are not organic, but the story is really organic. <laughs> it's, um. That's organic enough for me. <laughs> And, you know, some of the things that we would normally, I don't know, that that might raise red flags for us, like they, they, they don't make their own pretzels. They get pretzels, their butter spinzels that are made in Indiana. Um, I, Which I we would normally be like, okay, you know, we want you to make your own pretzels, <laughs> but she gets a pass. Yeah. Because they're so delicious. These are Dot's pretzels. <laughs> do whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> they could okay. be made out of soybean hulls, if, if, that, if that's a thing. <laughs> and uh, we'd be okay. Yes, exactly. Uh, it, is, it is really, it's a unique pretzel. And I think we can both agree that Dot is a unique woman. And I am more than ready to be Dot's taste tester. Well, and I think you got the scoop on Guy Raz, who hosts the How I Built This podcast. You know, like, he should really be talking to Dot. (laughs) I am excited for what she comes up with next, but I don't know how she could top something like what she currently has. So I have... It sounds like that's really weighing on her mind a little bit, that she's got this unique thing and she doesn't want to just come out with something for the sake of coming out with something. But if she can find another pretzel that is is it, a, it will it even be a pretzel though I don't know. you know there's just so many questions i'm kind of you know the idea i had uh because they sell the seasoning what do you think this would taste like on popcorn 
good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I people, for people who know me know that I can't really eat popcorn because it gives me a stomachache. Yeah. But I, I'm sure I would still eat it. Could put and, it on chicken, and maybe like grilled chicken ache. with dots seasoning. Everything <laughs> on top of ice cream <laughs> in your morning coffee. Like the possibilities are really endless. Thank you, Dot. That is all for this special edition of the Pretzel Podcast. Yes, thanks to Dot Hanke for her generous time for this interview and uh, for making such amazing pretzels. And Dot, I hope that I can talk to you one day. For people who are listening to the podcast and not Dot, who I'm professing my love for, (laughs) you can get in touch with us um, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Pretzel Podcast. We also have email, pretzelpodcast at gmail.com. We promise to check it now and then. Yes, every once in a while we will check it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Michelle Madronowski. And I'm Mitch Tyke. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are planning a visit to North Dakota, might I recommend Velva? Mm, It's the farming, you know. The Pretzel Podcast is a production of WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. Any rebroadcast or other use of the sounds, smells, tastes, or descriptions you've just heard without the express written consent of National Pretzel Radio, is strictly prohibited.